Hey now, this is the World Made Fresh podcast with your host, I'm Matthew Tracy, and I'm Wendley Sentiel. Once again, thanks for joining us. We are downright delighted to have you. Thanks for being with us, guys. Welcome one, welcome all. In the last episode, we learned about the Bible. Most importantly, that the Bible was written for people of every age and for everyday people. And that each and everyone that is interested in learning about the Bible can actually understand it. What will be our study for today? So today is the last day that we're going to be talking about inspiration of the Bible. The past four presentations have been a theme on the inspiration of the Bible. And today we're going to finish with the foundation of truth. The Bible as the foundation of truth. Yes, and I think it's very important as we continue to study to the Bible We want to make sure that what we are studying and what we're basing our study from is actually trustworthy. But before we do that, let's pray. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we want to know the truth. I just pray, dear God, that you will lead us and guide us into the truth. And if there be anything that is wrong with the way we think now, I just pray, dear God, that you'll show it to us and give us a heart that is willing to accept that we have been wrong, and then please show us what is true, that we might accept it and be free from the error that we once held and live live life anew in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. In the last four study, we actually asked this question, is the Bible inspired? And some of the recap that we find is that we see that the Bible is pretty cohesive, it was written by many authors, but the book is telling the same story. It's one story written by many different people. And given the historical, archaeological, and the prophecies that we see from the Bible, we truly believe that the Bible is inspired. And today, the question that we want to go forward with is that what are the implications of knowing that the Bible is inspired? What are the implications if we accept it? And what are the implications if we reject it? I want to start with the first one. What are the implications if we reject the notion that the Bible is inspired. Okay, so right out of the gate, let's start with this. Um, all knowledge, whatever we know, mm-hmm. it's all learned knowledge. So there's nothing that we know that we haven't learned. Secondly, being knowledgeable in the wrong areas and learning the wrong things can be very dangerous. Yeah, so knowledge is important, and the Bible presents uh, a, a series of knowledge that we deem to be important. Absolutely. It, um, it reminds me of the verse in, in Hosea, mm-hmm. chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. It says there, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. Oh, so people can accept knowledge, <laughs> they can also reject it. Uh, what does that mean in practical terms? So you'll notice from the verse, there are a few things to point out. First of all, when it comes to knowledge, everybody is offered knowledge. The way we know that is because you cannot reject what wasn't offered. So secondly, it is a choice to reject knowledge. Mm. Therefore, third point, ignorance, which is ultimately a lack of knowledge. Ignorance is a choice. Oh, wow. So from the Bible perspective is that there is enough to base our, our knowledge about God, the truth. And also there's a choice where we can actually reject what's offered there. Absolutely. There is a lot to know, mm-hmm. both inside and outside of the Bible, but knowledge is not necessarily 
power or beneficial to us. Knowledge of the truth and applying that knowledge is power. Yes, and I think the Bible talks about once we know how to apply knowledge, even calls that wisdom. And what we see from the Bible as well is that the truth actually can set us free from ignorance. That's it. And uh, some of the greatest themes, you know, that people uh, that people have, some of the questions, the greatest questions about life that we have are, where did we come from? What what is our origin? The meaning of life, a future destiny, the questions of evil and you know. Uh, suffering and pain and all of that, the question about death, etc. All of these things are um, questions that we have that we're relatively ignorant about, mm-hmm. and we want to know the answers. Yes, and and we see that the Bible is is very helpful. It's a very helpful guide in trying to help us to understand and to make meaning out of a lot of things. Right. If if we don't have answers to these questions or whatever answers that we give, whatever they be, mm-hmm. they're going to shape our worldview. All of these things will make up the way we see things. Mm-hmm. And the way we see things ultimately is going to determine how we think about life and consequently how we behave. And and then what we do determines our character and the kind of person that we ultimately will become. So it shows us that knowledge, specifically knowledge of the truth, is going to be very important. Yes. And one thing to highlight here is that a rejection of the Bible and its inspiration is actually a rejection of the viewpoint that the bible presents about those questions that we talked about for example who are we what is our origin what is the meaning of life when we reject the bible and its inspiration we're actually rejecting the answers that the bible is providing on this specific points as well absolutely yes and i think there's also there's also the implication of when we reject the bible what else do we miss on when we reject the bible right so one thing um when it comes specifically to the bible now and when we if we choose to reject it We reject the restraint that the Bible imposes on our lives for our good. It says in Deuteronomy chapter 10 verses 11, or excuse me, Deuteronomy chapter 10 verses 12 and 13. He says, Now Israel, what does the Lord thy God require of thee but to fear the Lord thy God, to walk in all his ways, and to love him, and to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul, to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which I command thee this day for thy good. Mm-hmm. So the Bible is, is for our good. And we talk about this idea that God is our maker. He made us for a reason. And he had a purpose when he gave us the Bible. And we even mentioned that the Bible is basic instruction before leaving earth. So the Bible is very applicable uh, to the human story. The, the Bible is like a manual from a manufacturer. Mm-hmm. And the manu- you know, God being the manufacturer. Right? That's it. So every product you know, has a manual that reveals the mind of the manufacturer that made the product. And I know 99.99% of us, when we get a product from the store that has one of those little books in it, we don't read it. But the Bible should not be treated that way. The Bible is like that manual. Uh, the operation manual will tell us how to operate the product so it does not break or malfunction. Mm-hmm. And to disregard or to reject the manual and misuse the product comes with, mm-hmm. the co- with consequences that are not good. And life is like that product. If God's testimony... In the Bible is true. He is the manufacturer. We are his product and the mm-hmm. Bible is his manual. Yeah. It comes with all of the things the Bible does. It comes with all of the things that uh, we should and should not do if we expect to function smoothly and without any malfunctions. Mm-hmm. So taking heed to the Bible is actually very important right? because there's this benefit uh, once when we do. 
what are, what are some of the implications of accepting that the Bible is inspired? Well, first off, um, there is a God, if the Bible is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, secondly, he is a specific God, because the Bible doesn't bring to view just any God. Mm-hmm. There is a particular God mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is in the Bible. That we, makes sense. We might call him the God of the Hebrews. At some point, he was specifically recognized mm-hmm. as the God of the Hebrews, right? Um, so he's very specific, and he's revealed himself through history in a very profound and powerful way. Yeah, and also I think if we accept that the Bible is, 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 is inspired, we have to accept the fact that God himself, his word are true. Absolutely. That, uh, what God says, it actually means it. Yeah, he says what he means and means what he says. Yeah. Uh, Numbers chapter 23, verse 19, says, God is not a man that he should lie, mm. neither the son of man that he should repent. Has he said, and shall he not do it? Has he spoken, and shall he not make it good? Oh, wow. The Bible is like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think this is the theme that we're going for, is that once we understand that the Bible is inspired, we're not just saying that it is inspired, but we're actually making the case that it is inspired by a God, by a God that is loving and a God that created us and a, a God that cares about the story of the human race as well. Yeah, and um, if it's true, he has a plan for us. That same God also has a mm-hmm. plan for us. Yeah. Just like we saw in um, the second podcast that we did. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Um. I guess furthermore, the promises of his word. Hmm. There are many promises in the Bible. If the Bible is not true, um, well, hey, then those promises are not true. Hmm. But if it is true, they are there for us to experience by faith. Yeah, I think there's some powerful promises. One of them is very popular. Uh, Psalm 22, verse 1, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And there's many other promises as well that we can claim. Mm-hmm. Like the um, Revelation 21, 5. It speaks about... Um, a new heaven and a new earth. He'll make all things new. Mm-hmm. In a world where there is no pain, no suffering, no, mm. you know, fill in the blank yeah. of all the bad yeah, things. Right? And he says at the end of that, in verse 5, he says, Right for these words are true and faithful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think one, Im- one implication as well that comes from that is that if the Bible is true, then the story of the New Testament and the story of Jesus Christ is also true. That Jesus Christ is a real person that came to die for the human race. Yeah, absolutely. Um, furthermore uh, there's a need to embrace this goes um, a, this is like the opposite of, of what it is to reject the Bible if we reject it then we reject the restraint that God placed upon us but if we accept it mm-hmm. then we have to embrace those restraints of God's commandments mm. mm-hmm. that makes sense and of course you know for a lot of us this can be tough because it means we have to change our lives and I think a lot of the time from our own experience what we notice is that a lot of people will reject the Bible because it means they know they have to change. Hmm. Right? It's um, Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 and 17. It says, Walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh, for the flesh lusts against the, lusts against the Spirit, and the mm-hmm. Spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. Yeah, I do want to comment a little bit on this point that you make because even though the Bible has restraint, we find in the Bible there's a lot of freedom. There's this talk about liberty that the Bible offers. And I truly believe that there's freedom in God's word. There's this promise in the book of John chapter 8 verse 31 uh, where where God says, if you continue in the truth, you shouldn't be Jesus speaking to his disciple that you will be my disciple. In verse 32, he tells them clearly that the truth will set them free. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, Free from what? You know, 
<laughs> ignorance is one of those things, you know, we hear that ignorance is bliss, but guess what, guys? It's not bliss. If you were to walk into a room and flip a switch and that switch was connected to a bomb and you didn't know it, guess what? Yeah, so ignorance is not always the best thing, right? It's, right. <laughs> it's not always the best thing to be in the dark, right? So what kind of freedom? Uh, there's a few freedom. I think one freedom specifically that come to mind in this context is freedom from sin. Uh, that God wants us to live from sin and to be, to live without fear as well. And there might be a few other things. I don't know if anything comes to your mind. Uh, yeah. Um, freedom from frustration, from guilt, from mental mm-hmm. sorrow yeah. and uh-huh. anguish. <laughs> yeah. You know, mental trauma. Yeah. Uh, the freedom to live with a clean conscience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's right? very powerful, right? To live with peace of mind. Yeah. yeah. To be, you know. Uh, to be happy and, and to understand, hey, I, I'm, I might have made a mistake in the past, but I, I, I can live with a clean conscience. Yeah, That's absolutely. Powerful. And I think that helps a lot with the mental load that we carry on. Right? And w- we live in a world where you know, there's a lot of <laughs> mental health issues and so forth. And knowing that the Bible has that freedom, uh, it's powerful. Yeah, um, freedom from deception is another one. Ah, if it's the truth, of course. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you know the truth, you, don't, you, know, you can't be deceived, can't mm-hmm. be tricked. Mm-hmm. Right? And it gives you the confidence to live with certainty. That what you know is true, and you can make decisions boldly and firmly, knowing that wow. hey, what mm-hmm. I'm doing is correct. Yes, that's that's amazing. Uh, I want to take a step back. What happened? Let's say someone decide, hey, um, this might be the truth, but it's not for me. Mm, like if somebody is um, okay, yeah, right. Somebody decides oh, let's to say I don't it. care about it. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, let's think about that practically here for a second. If if you reject it, and it is the truth. Well, then the only l- thing that you're left with is strong delusion, lies. I see. So you're saying if the Bible of the truth uh, and you, you decide to reject the truth, that the only thing that you have left is a non-truth, right? That's it. Yeah. If you reject truth, then what are you left with? That's a very strong <laughs> implication. <right? laughs> it's um, very reminiscent of Second um, uh, Thessalonians chapter mm-hmm. 2, verses 10 and 11. He says... Um, because they receive not the love of the truth mm-hmm. that they might be saved he says for this cause god shall send them strong delusions that they should believe a lie wow all that's left is lie well then hey so you're saying apart from truth if we reject the bible is that only thing left is a lie is it also possible let's say as, as someone i say hey i don't want to believe this truth i want to go and make my own truth or believe some <laughs> other truth right uh, don't you think that's a valid assertion that's like the whole philosophical question of, um, or premise. Everything is relative. Uh, that, that might have something to it. Right. So all truth is relative. Um, that's like uh, saying there is no absolute truth. I can make my own truth. There is no truth. No absolute truth. And, <laughs> and the folly of that this. That wouldn't be relative, I, I, I guess. It sounds pretty authoritative. <laughs> Maybe with my voice. <laughs> okay. But... <laughs> You can you can hear the folly of it because it's a self defeating statement. It it it, it is an absolute statement mm-hmm. to say that there is no absolute truth or yeah. that all truth is relative is absolute statement. So it doesn't work. Mm. So it's evident that there must be absolute truth. Yeah. And what does that mean in actuality? If there is truth, well, if there is truth, it it primarily means it is knowable. Like we can know the truth, mm. right? So we know something is true, right? If it's at least it has to be cohesive and harmonious, mm-hmm. first and foremost. It has to be rooted in fact. Mm. It has to be reasonably verifiable. Verifiable, And we mm-hmm. say reasonably because you can't... There's no way unless we are 
unbound from time and space that we mm-hmm. can know everything. Yeah. Right. So, the, you know, there has to come a point when it's reasonably verified. Yeah. And I think even in, in the court of law, if you go listen to a, a few hearings, they will say, you know, will a reasonable person do this? You know, if this is this reasonable uh, as well. And that's kind of like how they come to, to finding uh, kind of like even though they were limited, they weren't, they weren't there for everything, but they can come to pretty good conclusion. Right, that's how they'll make their verdict. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So same thing with us. If we're going to make a decision, you know, we don't have to have everything answered, but we should at least have some level of certainty. And then it should be corroborated with personal experience or the experience of others. And, and you know, some people will say, how can I know history is even reliable? Like, do, did Abraham Lincoln really exist? That's a, I think it's easy to say yes because we have so many monuments, so many books. Right? You know, it's kind of hard to say he was fictitious, you know. Yeah. Um, so maybe taking that with a little bit more of a grain of salt, but mm-hmm. still it should be corroborated with personal experience and others' experiences. And lastly, you know, if it is the truth, it, could, it can withstand the test of time. Mm-hmm. What, what is true today should have been true in the past and it mm-hmm. should be true in the future. Yeah, and many criticism as well. They should be able to withstand those as well. Uh, what happened, let's say someone sees the Bible and they have this inclination that, hey, this might be the truth, but I'm not sure yet. I'm on the fence. Uh, yeah, what somebody's some on the counsel fence. And what, what would you say to that person? Um, that's, like, that's like talking to me a few years ago. Okay. And so, so I would have told myself <laughs> if, that, if, if somebody came to me and I was on the fence, uh, I would have told myself, you know, recognize that it's first perfectly okay. To be on the fence. Yeah, it's okay to have questions. It's okay to be searching. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, like, it's better to ask and to search than mm-hmm. to not ask and not mm-hmm. search. Yeah. yeah. And what else will you say? Um, secondly, would be hold fast, you know, like the Bible does say. Um, First Thessalonians mm-hmm. 5.19. Okay, makes sense. So okay. if you already understand something, mm-hmm. make use of it. Yeah, like we talked about in the past, right? You know, um, prove all things and hold fast to that which is good. Mm-hmm. I would tell them, hey... If you've um, if you have learned certain things, and you know you've already proved them and tested them, and they're they're proving true in your life, then hold fast to those. And and if you have questions about other things, well, then hey, just be patient and keep trying. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. good. So you know it's um, this, this, you know continue to study would be another thing. Continue mm-hmm. to study and persevere. Um, it's like um, Proverbs chapter four. I think it's verse eighteen. Yeah. The analogy of like a perfect day. Yeah. Or he talks about the sun shining a little bit as it's rising and, you know, over the hills, you start to see, you know, little by little by little by little, it gets brighter and brighter and brighter. And so is the path of every one of us that we walk when it comes to learning things. You know, we're not going to know everything all up front. Mm -hmm. So just to keep walking and to keep studying, little by little by little, we'll know more and things will be confirmed over time. Yeah. Uh, There's this concept. Uh, you know, slow and steady runs the race. You know, don't try yeah. to understand everything at once, right? Uh, and I think in the Bible, there's this even very practical advice, you know, that this book of the law should, should we should meditate in it day and night and things become clearer and clearer. And I really believe it's, it's very true, and, and, and especially in spiritual life. We are not going to get like a PhD or a dump of the Bible in one day. It's little by little, as we make God our confidence, you know, we have questions, we compare scripture to scripture as we as saw in the last study then we become more and more knowledgeable and our our certainty will increase in in the Bible as well. Yeah, that's it. I think another thing too in all of this that we we need to bear in mind is like when it comes to learning things and especially with this whole question of trying to figure out what is truth, you know, like that's Mm -hmm. a big question. Mm -hmm. So 
we need to be honest and we we need to maintain personal integrity mm-hmm. when we do this and be able to say, you know what, I I might not know everything. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And and quite frankly to say, I know I don't know this. And, you know, when we find out I was wrong about this, I need to be able to say, you know, I was wrong. Yes. Mm-hmm. And not be afraid of that. Yeah. And practical step is maybe to study with someone that make a lot of sense if you if you want certainty it's if you know someone that knows the bible or someone you want to study with i think it's okay to approach them and say hey can you study with me i would like to know more yeah totally mm-hmm. uh you know uh, i guess the last thing would be don't spend your whole life on the fence mm-hmm. so you have to make a choice make a choice yeah. at some point it's, it's good uh because the bible is very clear it's very certain and i think it's it's good for us to come to a conclusion whether we want to accept it or to reject it as well. Yes. Uh, speaking of accepting the Bible, let's say I accept the Bible and I see that it is, it is inspired. It is a very good book. Can I use it as a self-help book and kind of like merge some of the good teaching from the Bible <laughs> with other books? Got it. Um, well, okay. So let's, let's, let me just make sure you're not talking about algebra books and language books and physics and uh, physics. programming no no like uh like you only like have spiritual to stick to the books, Bible. right yeah okay so we're, we're talking you you mean to say like things that that are about doctrine and truth and yeah like how i should live my life what's the purpose of life uh what's you know what's after life and so got forth. it so yeah i think um right away the first verse that comes to mind is john 14 verse 6 where jesus tells his disciples i am the way the truth and the life Oh, that's pretty, pretty. Awesome. So you're saying the Bible doesn't leave any room uh, to kind of merge it with other books? No, it doesn't sound like it. From Jesus' statement, he's making a very clear look. This oh, wow. is like the way. Um, mm-hmm. And he goes, uh, the Bible goes even further in Colossians mm-hmm. chapter 2, verse 8, where he says, he actually gives a warning. Mm-hmm. And he says, beware, lest any man spoil mm-hmm. you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after wow. the rudiments of the world, and mm-hmm. not after Christ. And he goes even further mm-hmm. in Second uh, Corinthians eleven three, and he says, "But I fear lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, mm-hmm. so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ." You know, I think the Bible is a very simple. Once you really, you know, get around it, or you know, however you want to put it, like when you spend mm-hmm. the time in it, you'll find it's extremely simple, very clear, and mm-hmm. it's very practical. So, you know, I think there's a danger in trying to mix it with a lot of other Mm -hmm. things. Uh, Too much philosophical conjecture, too many other things that just Mm -hmm. take away from the simplicity that is in Christ. Yes. So you're saying the simplicity of the Bible can actually be confused by trying to merge it and make it totally uh, synthesized with other books. Yeah. And what about the second part? Can I use it? I know there's good parts in it. Can I just use it as a, you know, kind of like self-help? Okay, it's like self-help book. If we turn Bible into self-help book, we turn Bible into buffet line. What does that mean? I pick and choose what I like and what I don't like. Oh, isn't that what promises are? I mean, you, you find something good, you apply it to your life. Maybe let's say you know, promise about you know being rich or something. <laughs> <laughs> I want the part of the Bible that says I will be wealthy if I obey his commandments, yeah. but not that if I am obedient and live righteously, I might suffer or will suffer persecution. Oh, wow. So you're saying <laughs> like, the, I don't want that I part. See, I see. So you're saying the Bible doesn't necessarily teach like prosperity gospel and like kind of like help yourself type of... No, there's there's none of that. In fact, it, it strongly discourages us from even trying to be self-sufficient. Oh, wow. It's wow. like it goes a step further and it says, look, it, with Jesus said, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, John fifteen five, 
Is that the right one? Without me, you can do nothing. Yes. Yeah, without me, you can do nothing. Right? Wow. So the Bible goes even further and he says, uh, on the other side of the spectrum, you can do all things through Christ oh, that strengthens you. Oh, wow, that's amazing. Right? What are some of the implications of this story? How can we make this idea that the Bible is inspired, fresh in our life? All right. So, yeah, to bring it all back together is, you know, full circle. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, if we reject it, that's that's about as far as it goes. There's nothing you can make fresh, right? You just reject. You're on your own. Oh, <laughs> too bad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and listen, when you figure it out, come back to us and let us know. Because we want to know the truth too. So if you found it elsewhere, yeah. please mm-hmm. come back and let That's us know. True. That's true. And what happened if, if I'm on the fence? If you're on the fence, um, again, hold fast. Whatever you do know, whatever you've learned mm-hmm. and you've seen to be reasonably true, you know, it has been shown to you to be reasonably true. And yeah, then hold fast to it and yeah. then continue to study. You know, it's okay. Again, you can mm-hmm. have questions. Yeah. That's true. And what about the last one? What happens if we accept it? How can we make it fresh? Well, um, if we accept it, then I would say, going off of the illustration that we used earlier, Mm -hmm. take it as the manufacturer's manual for your life Mm. and apply it. Actually use it. (laughs) Use it, yeah. yeah. Again, it's your basic instructions before leaving Earth. Mm. And if you want a life that is relatively free, you know, not to say that if you take the Bible and God at His word that you're going to have no problems, but... Mm-hmm. you can avoid many problems that you otherwise would encounter. That's true. And what is our stance here on the Word Made Fresh podcast? Yeah, if, uh, you guys probably realize by now, you've probably figured it out. We do accept the Bible as divinely inspired mm-hmm. of God. Yes. We accept it as the truth with a capital T. Yeah, and I think it's very important, especially as we continue to study together, we are going to make references to the Bible as our foundation of truth. And I think it's very clear. Uh, it's very important to highlight this fact that as we continue to study about salvation, uh, about different topics, about life, you know, um, how do we live our life, uh, and, and what does the Bible say about ourselves, prophecy, uh, and a lot of other questions, we are going to reference the Bible uh, as our foundational book. And I think it's very important. We're not only trying to aim to hear what the Bible has to say, but we also want to bring it to practicality to actually do uh, what the Bible has to say. Absolutely. We want to be um, like a wise man that Jesus spoke of. Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 and 25. Jesus said, Therefore, whosoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. Yeah, and that rock is the truth. And uh, this is our stance, and I really hope our viewers as well are interested and taking that sin and wanting to let the Bible be uh, the foundation of truth in their life. Absolutely. And from the Word Midfresh podcast, we are your humble servants. I'm Matthew Tracy. And I'm Wendley Sentil. Thanks for joining us. And guys, don't forget, please leave your comments from uh, below. We want to hear from you. And don't forget to like the video, subscribe, and share with somebody that you think could use a blessing. Join us next time. Stay fresh. Thank you.